And we are live, live and in color. All right. So, um, welcome to episode 130 of American Werewolf in New Jersey. Man. I am the American Werewolf. That's right. And uh, in the house tonight, we've got the Ryan Daly. What's happening? Happy Friday. Uh, yeah. Day before Saturday. And uh, that's always a good thing. And we've got Eric from uh, Hey Internet Eric here, and uh, it's always good to have him on as well. My pleasure, man. Um, a little later on, we'll probably have Kara from Horror Retrospectives, and I think the Gorophobe was supposed to pop in, but uh, I'm not exactly sure if that's going to happen, so we'll just play it by ear. We'll do it live. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we already know what to do. Do it live. Now, when I first started this show, um, things were a little wobbly. Um, because, you know, you, I, I had a very different and practiced sort of tone with things. Hello, welcome to the show. And tonight we're going to discuss and, you know, you know but, but before long, I started to like actually pay attention to what was happening around me in terms of these movies. And I started doing the something shitty threads. And so, you know, who I am is who I've always been. It's just, I think as I have continued with this show, um, it's just easier and certainly less practiced and more free-flowing mm -hmm. uh, with the conversation. But it's always honest, um, you know, and it, it comes from um, the same place. And, you know, we're largely we're discussing content. Um, but there were a number of movies that I wanted to look at again sort of like a redux or redo. I'm not exactly sure how you uh, pronounce that term. I think it's redo. It's French. Yeah, it's redo. Okay, so redo, yeah. you know, or something yeah. like well, that. Well, let's just say volume two. Yeah, volume yeah. two. <laughs> you know? Um, this, was kind, this was one of them. Um, and I, I was back and forth and on the fence. But then Eric, um, you know, spoke up and he's like, this is like one of my all-time greatest fucking films. And... Yeah. You know, if we're going to do the summer of crime, you know, I think this was your request for the summer of crime, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I've, I've been bugging you to for a redo of this because we weren't as close as we are now. You know what I mean? Me being a yeah. frequent guest. And when you did this the first time, and I'm like, man, I, I know you because I'm the same way on my channel. I don't like to redo the same thing over and over. But I'm like, if there's one I can get Mike to say yes to, I, it's got to be this one because well, I, I enjoy this movie so much. Like, like I would never redo The Exorcist. Like right. we've done that, right? You know, but I'm talking about things that occurred with like within the first twenty episodes. Oh, mm -hmm. you did this like one that, before? A, yeah, I did. This was like episode twenty-two or something like that. Oh, so okay. this I was like remember. when things okay. first started, and wow, you know, I was okay. kind of always nervous and wobbly about you know. Okay. And I, I thought there are certain movies. It, it, it's either that, or and or they didn't have a large enough panel. There yeah, are certain films that I think deserve a larger panel and, you know, more insight. And so, you know, there we are. Okay. This is one of them. Now, this is a movie that I am a fan of. Um, but my, over the years, my opinion of it has somewhat changed. I don't, I don't know if that's true. Here's the context of me and in being introduced to this movie. I wanted to see it. I didn't go to the theaters to see it in the 90s, um, but I did send, I, I was over at my buddy's house one time and I'm like, hey, let's go to the fucking video store and get a movie. And I'm like, go get seven. 
like sevens out on this was during the days of VHS. And okay, let's let's go get you know VHS. And he's like, okay, I'll go get seven. He comes back and he's like, they didn't have fucking seven. Like, fuck, because it was like Friday and it was like Friday night. You know, for those who, you know, might see this in the stream or too young and, you know, have seen this, you'll never understand the pressure of trying (laughs) to find a movie where someone may have only, the video store may have only gotten one or two copies of. Oh, yeah. You know, (laughs) especially the new movie that you probably didn't have access to. There were no streaming services back then, you know, or any of that bullshit. It was just, you know, you showed up and whatever was on the shelf... Yeah. You know, and then yeah. every once in a while you would get lucky and someone would return it while you were there. I miss and then those you days, would take man. It. Yeah. It, yeah. They man. were high pressure situations, man. <laughs> they were high we pressure had the situations. We had the neighborhood uh video store. It wasn't even like block or was blockbuster or anything. Good old Abseekin video. Oh, I it remember was, Abseekin video. Yeah, man. That's the mom and pop stuff. Abseekin oh, yeah. video. That was it. Yeah. With, yeah, the, had, with the black case. It had the black case with the with the colored paper for the and the and the movie title written in marker. It was the yeah. best. We had, yeah. we had ours was a circus video, and okay. and what they had, you know, they had um, everything on on a display on a rack, and they had little like coat hangers, and you just had this little disc that they put on. <laughs> And then you just have to take the disc off and give it, and that's how you know what they had. And then, like you know, on stock, and then what you can you know look oh, forward to. So I miss yeah, the mom man. and pop stuff. I tell you yeah, what, man. you guys carry on for a second. I'll be right back. I right? just talk about whatever you want to talk about. I'll okay. be right back. Give me like sixty seconds. Sure. Yeah, I, our our video store was it was funny like that because it was mm-hmm. like the old school like the wood paneling on the wood, yep. you know, and it was like I remember the cases like they would have the. You know, the actual VHS cases, like mm-hmm. the real movie boxes yeah. on like the shelves. And yep. you pick it up and take it up front and then they'd give you the thing mm-hmm. in exchange kind of thing. But yeah, they were fun, man. That was fun. That was always wow. fun going to get movies. That was something me and my wife did when we were on when we were just on dates. That's what we did Friday night. We <laughs> went to funny. go to movies. And yeah. and it was funny because we would go into the, the video store and we'd be in there for fucking two hours, you know, yeah. walking yeah. around. <laughs> We want to get this now. Let's get this. Hey, let's get now. Let's get this. Is this yeah. in? No. And it was nice because you know there was a video store across the way, and they were they would call each other. You know, hey, do you have this? You know, send each other oh, that's customers. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And the funniest thing is, you know, after being there for two hours, we always ended up with like the same fucking Leslie Nielsen movie that we read every Friday. Yeah. You know what I mean? We uh yeah we well it's funny because um when my wife and I first moved into our house there was mm-hmm. a video store that she used to go to that was closing so mm-hmm. they were selling a bunch of their oh. stuff so we got a ton of movies mm-hmm. um we got a ton of, like dvds because mm-hmm. you know yeah. at this point yeah. we're no more vhs but yeah a bunch of dvds of all kinds of movies and you know we watch them now and we're like do we even really like this movie anymore? We kind of just bought them just because, like, Impulse. at the time, it was like... It was oh, a dollar. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, let's get Death to Smoochie, which I actually like Death to Smoochie. I do, too. That's fun. But it was... But now I'm... It, it, I had to get rid of it, though, because the box got all messed up. Yeah. But, like, some movies, you're just kind of like, do I really like these anymore? If we bought them for a dollar, eh, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. you know. There, there are some movies that I won't watch, that I haven't seen them in a long time, because I'm afraid that my feeling from when I first watched <laughs> them and enjoyed them won't hold up, and I, I don't want that illusion yeah. ruined. Yeah, there, like, I think yeah. we all have movies. Like you, you, I've, I've told you, that's why I don't want to watch Scream ever again, because I, <laughs> the last time I watched it was like, 
before my daughter was born and she's 10 mm -hmm. and I know I'm not going to enjoy it now with the yeah. way my tastes have changed over the you know 10 years. Yeah. Um, well, that brings me back to what we were talking about and how I got this kicked off. My friend didn't come back with seven. Uh oh. He and he's like, they were out of it because it was Friday mm -hmm. night. Again, high pressure mm -hmm. situation. And, you know, he didn't have that kind of luck with him. You, you, you needed to send your luckiest friend out mm -hmm. to the video, yeah. which of us has the best kind of luck. And he came back instead with another movie. And he goes, I got this instead. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking watch that. It's not seven. It was called The Usual Suspects. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I we proceeded to sit down and watch this movie that I didn't mm -hmm. want to watch. And he only got away with that twice with me. He got away with it another time with the Shawshank Redemption. And he's okay. like, I want you to watch this movie. And I'm like, I don't want to watch some depressing prison movie. You know? And he's like, no, you need to watch this. And I thanked him yeah. at the end. And I'm like, thank you wow. so much. Because yep. especially if you're friends, that's, you know, a movie that two friends mm -hmm. should you yep. know, sit down yeah. and, and watch together. Um, you know, in case you ever go off to prison for 20 years. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, you know, in case one of you needs to escape from prison and meet in Mexico, yeah. you know, then uh, that's a good movie to watch. You know, yeah. so somebody give me a, somebody give me that uh, that hammer, that rock hammer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> send me a rock hammer. Um, I'll just but, be uh, happy with the Raquel Welch poster, but you can have your rock hammer. It was Rita Hayworth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It? Or it started out with Rita Hayworth, and then it oh, went yeah. to Marilyn, and then yeah, it that's went right. to yeah, Raquel yeah, yeah. Welch from Ten Thousand yeah. BC or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, I proceeded to sit down and watch The Usual Suspects, and it was just one of the greatest things I had that, ever seen. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. And so you know, to watch funny. Seven... Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say, with this movie, I had heard about it. You know, I don't recall the first time I saw it. And I think I've only seen it maybe twice. Uh -huh. um, and I watched it... I think Michelle and I watched it, like, a couple of years, two, three years ago. And... Um, but it's funny because it was right after it had come out or it was right. It was around the time it had come out or whatever. I was in college and I had this art class and people were raving about it. There was yeah. this guy in the class that was like obsessed with the movie. He was like, oh, it's so good. And he basically spoiled the entire thing for Aww. me before I even watched it. Because I, you know, at that point I was kind of like, okay, whatever. If I see it, I see it, you know. And so I didn't really care. But he's going on. Yeah, And then he's like, and then there's this guy in a bed and the teacher shut him up. The professor was like, "Stop!" She was like, "Stop!" She was like, "Shut you know, up!" Yeah, I don't, I don't know if she was if she had seen it yet or she. I I don't recall exactly, mm. but I remember she told him to shut up because he he was like so he was again. Like, yeah, there was this guy in the bed and he's not dead, and she's like, "Stop, stop!" You know it, that was funny, um, but then I did get to see it, and yeah, it's it's a it holds up. It's mm -hmm. masterful writing. Are we talking about seven of the usual subjects? Seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah, okay. seven. No, because I'm saying it has some, it's it's a good writing in that movie. And, but what um, ended up happening was um, my opinion of seven was sort of influenced because I saw the usual suspects first. Okay. okay. Oh, I see. Yeah. And so I was just like, wow, this is good, but it's not, fuck. Usual okay, suspects, you know. good. Yeah, yeah, it's not the usual suspects, good. That's like. I mean, because, you know, seven's at a level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then yeah. the usual suspects was like, yeah, you know, it was just, you know, at a, at a different level. But, you know, I mean, don't misunderstand it. You know, I own a copy. Yeah. I, I was very lucky that they make these sorts of three packs. I, I have yeah, quite yeah, a few yeah. of them. Uh, with I'll be right back. I want to show uh, off titles. something. Keep talking. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. go right ahead.
Those um, are interesting movies to put in a three pack because they really oh, don't I, have much to do with each other. No, I have one that had Point Break, Executive Decision, and I, I forget what the third one was, but I'm like, <laughs> you know, what, why? when am I going to watch Executive Decision? Okay. Oh, you know, I had that's a guilty pleasure. I like that one. Yeah, I, it, I, it's I, a good Holly Berry, Steven Seagal, yeah, Kurt yeah, Russell. Yeah, Steven yeah, Seagal's yeah, only yeah. in it for like 10 minutes, and then he yeah, dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he dies. <laughs> and, and that was, you know, kind of what threw you. You're like, holy shit, so good, because you figure he's going to be the action star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kurt Russell isn't an action guy in that movie. But no. it's Point Break and um, I forget what the other one. And then I have one with uh, Troy, the director's cut, and yeah. 300. And then I've got the extended Ooh. version of um, uh, Alexander, Oliver Stone's Alexander with I Colin Farrell. It's yeah. not bad. It's not yeah. bad. Okay. It's not bad. Mm. Those yeah, three packs are really those... fucking handy. Those those three packs or those four pack DVDs, it's like they'll they'll put at least two good ones on there, and then like either two or three good ones, and then the fourth one will kind of slip in. Like yeah, this one doesn't yeah. make a lot of like know. like like I've never seen Insomnia. I oh, it's it. great! It's good. Is it's it really great movie? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's it's I saw it because uh, Michelle and I watched One Hour Photo. Or no, which is the one with Robin Williams as the photo guy? Yeah, One, one Hour Photo. photo. Yeah, yeah, One Hour Photo. Great Kinnear, yeah. And yeah. then we saw Insomnia. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, this guy was like... Williams is great Robin when you give him like that creepy shit. Yeah, you only think of him as a comedian. But man, he can play a villain. Mm -hmm. I mean... But Insomnia is good. It's a good one. I, I recommend it. It's good with Al Pacino and uh, yeah, it's a cool what one. I wanted. What I wanted to show off is because you showed that little three pack, and <laughs> every now and then I like to upgrade to Blu-ray. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. I yeah. haven't upgraded the seven DVD because when it came out, it came out like this. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I had that one. Yeah, and it's the one, one yeah. we pull it out. It's yeah, the oh, journal. Cool. Yeah, you know oh, I mean? that's neat. Yeah, the composition so, book. Yeah, with the oh, with that's the journal. Cool. Yeah, so, yeah, I like when they do that. But when they do the stuff, like, they don't do this anymore. You know what I mean? No. Just like the little yeah. detail, like this is all typed out, like on a typewriter yeah, yeah. and stuff. So that's cool. Nowadays, nowadays, so that's why I don't want to. I don't want to upgrade because I, this is no. just fucking neat. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It, it, it depends. Like if if the if it's like a not a cheap version of the movie, Keep but going. if the cover I'll, I'll looks like. Right if the cover looks goofy, like I upgraded um, my copy of The Great Escape, mm -hmm. um, I got the Criterion version because I'm all about the Criterion collection yep. now. Same and, here. Like the original DVD just had Steve McQueen's big face on the front. And, it, it, you know, and so it's just like this one is at least a little more. When they yeah. when they do that bullshit like stock photo DVD yeah. cover, it's just like you didn't even put yeah. in any effort. Yeah, the big face. That's all. Yeah. And that's what that's all it is. I mean, you. It's like when you go to when you're in the movie theater and they got some cool posters up on the walls yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. want that. And then when you're like, you love the movie, and then when you get home, mm -hmm. you see what it's, it's like on DVD, yeah. like the cover. And you're just like, you put no effort into any like, of the, like, the home yeah. promotion. Like in Ghost in the Darkness, the DVD is just Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer's big faces on the cover. It's yeah, like, you know, because yeah. there, there's a new lion movie coming out too with Idris Elba. Yeah, Beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah Idris yeah. Elba's punching a lion in the At face. At first, I'm thinking like, well, when I first start, when I saw the preview, I'm like, 
And then as soon as I saw the line, I'm like, oh, crap, are they remaking Ghost in the Darkness? I was like, I really hope not, but they're not. So, and it's good to see Charlotte Copley in something again. Yeah. Because I haven't seen him since the 18. Um, you know, so it's good that he's he's oh. in another movie. Yeah. Speaking but, of you know. which, anyway, back to seven. Oh, no, we covered Point Break, and it had yep. an executive yeah. decision in Swordfish. Oh, I How never fucking saw random is that? Oh, well, yeah, what a random combo. I yeah. see. I have like, if I get those collections, what's that one? 300 Troy Alexander Revisited. Okay. See, if I get those four, those three or four pack ones, like mm -hmm. I have the four Lethal Weapon movies all yep. in one thing. Yep, I have is. the Blade Trilogy plus the yeah. TV pilot. Yeah. You know, yep. um, I have. You know, the vacation movies, the mm -hmm. four original vaca vacation, European Christmas and the lesser liked Vegas vacation right. that I don't ever watch. But it, it's it's like I'll get those ones like I want to make sure they all connect. Yeah. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. Uh, hold on a second. We got and I have the Dirty Harry, here. the first four Dirty Harry's. Uh, oh, Troy's Troy awesome. was really good. Yeah, Troy, and if you get the director's cut that I have, you see. How yeah, I have boots. that one. That's good. Yeah, so that's yeah. worth what Those are that's worth the director's cut. <laughs> uh, Insomnia was excellent. I haven't yeah, seen man. it yet. Okay, one hour photo. Yeah, yeah. scared the shit out of me. Uh, Robin Williams did the Midnight Caller as well. I didn't I see that one. I don't know that one. And they had to change Beast. It was supposedly a cheetah, but audiences were too scared. So they had wow. the seven lions, and I, I think Patrick's making that up. I think that's a joke. Oh, yeah, I okay. yeah, I think so too. Now, <laughs> you can really go 50 50 sometimes because I've said I own this movie before, Story yeah. Dracula, but I, I got it because I'll take yeah. I'll take Frank. Shelley's Frankenstein is really fucking yeah. solid. Yeah. With De Niro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Good a one. solid fucking movie. Yeah. All right. Let, let's let's get, get into back seven, to seven. shall we? <laughs> okay. No, it's not a true story, Patrick. <laughs> and with that, uh, shall we get it going? Let's yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. Boogie Woogie. Even realize you hadn't played the intro yet. <laughs> we're no, 18 we're, minutes in talking yeah, about just, all kinds of nonsense. Just talking, yeah, yeah. It's Friday night. Fuck it, Friday night. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you, can, you can tell Mike's a lot more relaxed since episode 21. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it was a Dana White every Friday. He does fuck it Friday, where he just like cheats, has a big cheat meal, and he'll <laughs> talk about what's in the meal and whether it's good or not. You know, so yeah, yeah it's like fuck it Friday. <laughs> so, uh, um, this movie starts out uh, with some possible casting decisions that I, I, I'm sort of glad they didn't go in these directions, because um, you've got Mills and Somerset, mm -hmm. who are mm -hmm. two polar opposite detectives, Yep. Um, put together during the last week of Somerset's career. Um, he's partnered up with this guy for the last seven days of his career, and they happen to catch a motherfucker of a case. Um, 
which turns into a serial murder case. Um, possible considerations for Mills uh, were Denzel Washington. Uh, that would have been inter- that would have been an interesting contrast with Morgan hmm. Freeman. Yeah, Morgan Freeman and a '90s Denzel Washington, still very yeah. young. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. we're thinking, you know, fallen age, you know, these sorts of things. Yeah. Um, you know, in that movie, he has uh, like an older partner is John Goodman. Yeah. You know, fallen older. Great. Yeah. And his, his much oh, older superior yeah, is yeah, Donald yeah. Sutherland. Donald yeah. Sutherland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Elias yeah. Coteus is in it. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's, wow. Yeah, all kinds of great it's, a, it's a fantastic movie. Yeah. yeah. We, we got to get to that at some point. Please do. Um, another person up for consideration for Mills. Was Sylvester Stallone? No. Uh, no. Yeah. And then no. he's just. <laughs> Could you imagine him and Morgan Freeman? <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Stallone. Hey, Summer said, Why are you so mad all the time? Yeah. Hey. Uh, why are you disrespecting me? You know, uh, you know, uh, I can't imagine him having the range for a yeah. Fincher movie. He just, no. he just doesn't. I don't think God Morgan love him. Freeman would be in the same room as. Alone. No, I I, 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 d- I doubt that. Um, hold on, Patrick won't let it go, and he says he read that in Variety. <laughs> to all of you, yeah, right back at you, Patrick. All right, Seven is so good. I am glad they stuck with Morgan. Uh, hell no to Stallone. So um, another possibility was Al Pacino at Somerset, which again I, I don't see. Uh-huh. Um, the nineties uh-huh. Al Pacino is the that one was that his was yelling his, all that the was time. his yelling period. Yeah. Yeah. That was when he, he yelled, yelled everything. Yeah. Give me your gun. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know <laughs> She's so got great ass. I, I, I don't I, I don't see that. Um it, it's not it's not a buddy cop movie. No, no not at all. when buddy cop movies were thriving. Yeah. Um, this is almost this is almost like a stage production. It's so it's so maudlin. I was thinking of like a I was thinking of like a dark, twisted, like odd couple. You know what I mean? The way they are. You know, you got you get the, the 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 old grizzled, sick and tired of everything in in, in Somerset. Mm. And then with Mills, he's this 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 Spitfire. Go get him! I want to impress everybody. You know, shit talker. And they they they're always clashing heads. But they yeah. they 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 fit together so well, right? But you could have a contrast where you know it, it's like a lethal weapon. You've got yeah, an older yeah. Danny Glover. You know you've Rick's got the young hotshot. You know who's like yeah. Mel Gibson. You know these sorts of things. Um, but it's not that. Mm-mm. You know yeah. it, it, it has a it has a morose um, yeah. kind of feel to it, be, especially projected through Somerset because Somerset is a character who has not been beaten down by the system, which is what makes him so morose. Mm-hmm. If he just gives into the apathy of everyone yeah. else, then he would just be moving through the city like everyone else and, you know, blithely sort of going their way and, you know, not yeah, paying yeah, yeah. attention to anything. But he's this, you know, man of intellect, you know, mm-hmm. a man of books, you yes. know, and, you know, he's, you know, he's at home and he's single you know, and he's sort of, you know, he's grouchy. So he's at home reading Hemingway, you know, listening to Charlie Parker, you know, at night by himself. You know, he, he's not a drinker or anything. He's this sort of stoic guy um, who's just, he's just kind of, you know, he's done. Yeah, and, he's, he's burnt out. He's, yeah, he don't care anymore. Yeah, He's perfect. Like, like you said, he's grouchy. Like one of my favorite scenes, like with Somerset, it's just how, 
Morgan is like, you know, he he's he's got this, you know, prim and proper look to him, but it's like he he's gone within a couple of days. I yeah. love like when he's in his office and the guy is scraping his name off the window. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like and he looks at him, he's like, Could you not do that, please? You know? <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. Could you not yeah. do that? <laughs> like like he, he's a grump, he's not an asshole, but he's still no. saying basically just, just get out, leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. And he, he doesn't have that thing. I, he's not domesticated. Right. You know, he's not mm -hmm. married. He's never been married. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I it's a, you know, it's just uh, guys get to, they get kids and, you know, you just, you turn into a different person, mm -hmm. you know, and he doesn't have that. Uh, you know, he's so he's sort of solitary, you know, he keeps to himself, you know, he's not one of the guys laughing and joking all the time. And then on the other hand, you've got Mills played by a very young Brad Pitt, mm -hmm. um, you know, not necessarily held in high regard, you know, not, not getting along very well instantly with, with Somerset. Cause he right. just, you know, you know, he's just, you know, kind of a, kind of a walking hard on, you know, just point me to the action and that's yeah. where I want to go yeah, he, and, he, you know, he, get out of my way and, you know, I'll take care of it. He's you know, so loud shot. and he's so loud and brash and, you know, yeah. Somerset, he's just, like you said, stoic and quiet and, yeah, they, they, that's how that's what I mean when I say they clash with each other, at least personality wise. Yeah, and it works perfectly. Mm -hmm. The last two people um, that you would think to put together, mm -hmm. um, and there was—I I don't know if I told you guys this story, but um, the last time I watched this, or when I watched this, um, I watched it with the. Uh, there's, uh, if you get it on DVD or Blu-ray, I don't know. You probably have it on DVD too. There's a lot of different backup audio commentary. Yeah, there's four of them. Uh, yeah, and there's one with uh, Brad Pitt and I think Morgan, mm -hmm. um, and, and they talk about how uh, the test screenings, um, they hid in the theaters for one of the test screenings, um, and it was advertised in the 90s as, come see seven yep. with Brad Pitt from Legends of the Fall, you know, mm. and uh, Morgan Friedman from Driving, Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. So they said, like, all these big butt 40-something, like, teacher moms like showed up to yep. the theater thinking they're going to watch Legends of they the Fall and Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. And they said like four of the women on the way out said they wanted to kick someone in the teeth. Because yep. it, this isn't Boy, it was poor marketing. It was yeah. poor marketing. That was, that, was, that was trolling before the internet existed. You know like, what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, don't these people watch the trailer? I mean. <laughs> no, they're, big, they're watching Dancing with the Stars. You know, they think, you know, these 40-something teacher moms, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. They yeah, I know. They're not plugged in the end. As a teacher, I was stunned. And this is why Ryan and I actually became friends. And, I, you know, I, I've been, well, one of the main reasons is because he was a teacher that was actually curious about things. Mm -hmm. Like I thought when I got into teaching that people would be, you know, intellectuals and they'd want to talk books and, you know, film and, you know, have serious discussions and critiques. And all they wanted to talk about was dancing with the stars, <laughs> ESPN, yeah. or, or there was like a third thing. And I'm like, I've got to get the fuck away from these or people. And I did shop, that for like three, you know, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, or, yeah. Or talk politics, like office politics. Or about so, like Ryan was the only yeah, person yeah. that I like really talked to in the whole, <laughs> Ryan and I worked in the same building for like two okay. or three years. Yeah. And uh, that was like, oh God, that was like 14 years ago or Long something time like ago, that. And he yeah. was the only person I could talk to. Cause I'm not talking about fucking dancing with the stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm 
Did you, you see Dancing with the Stars? I don't watch the East. I don't watch that show. But so yeah. Ryan and I would have lunch, and plus we had a summer. We had the same summer gig together, but we yeah. would discuss films, and we would discuss you know books, and you know all these different things, and. Okay, very cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it, it was no surprise at all for me to hear that these, you know, forty-something teacher moms had no fucking clue what was going on with this film. Well, you know, yeah, because that's, that's what always boggles my mind. Some of these people coming in these movies, and it's like you you don't watch the trailer beforehand. You don't do your research. You walk in, and then you have no idea what the hell it's about. You're asking a million questions. I hate that in the movies yeah, I know, yeah. where these people are talking loud. What just happened? What's going to happen? It's like, just shut up and watch it or leave. I, I, remember, I remember going to Avengers Endgame and I had the fucking sorry misfortune to sit next to some mom with her like six-year-old kid. Oh. Uh, but why is that happening? What did he say? Huh? What does that mean? Huh? And I just felt like said, for three hours. Oh, good guy. You don't tell that little motherfucker to shut up. I'm going to throw him down <laughs> the fucking stairs. I okay? think I get that twitchy think, little fuck out of my fucking ear. All right. I think I told kick this him story in his before, narrow ass down about 40 steps. <laughs> I think I told this story before, but I went when back when uh, I think it was the two towers. I took my dad to see it. He was into the Lord of the Rings. We're both fans of the Lord of the Rings. We go to see it. Matinee show. We're hoping not many people are there. Yeah. And we're sitting behind this guy and his girlfriend. And the dude, he must have been, like, translating it for his girlfriend. Because he's sitting there through a whole movie. <laughs> constant friggin', like, commentary. And he must, the girlfriend must have not spoken English. And he was, like, dude, come on. And then, well, another time, it was, I forget what Star Wars movie it was, but I'm sitting there, I'm pumped, ready to see it. His family walks in with a friggin' baby. And I'm uh, like, oh, shit, I said that. That baby. happened to me once when I went to see The Others. Somebody brought a fucking baby into The Others. And it was, it was, oh. I think it was, I was, I think it was Attack of the Clones or something. But anyway, they bring a friggin' baby in there, and I'm like, "Fuck, that baby's gonna start crying during the movie." Shut sure up. enough, <laughs> during one of the, sure enough, during one of the big battle scenes, and this guy actually in the front row turned around and said, "Take your kid out of the theater," and we didn't yeah. hear a peep after that. So, but it's like. I, I, yeah, I applauded that guy because it was just like, dude, come on. Like, you know, like, I guess maybe they couldn't get a babysitter, but pick a different night to go to the movies. I, you know, I don't know. Hey, if you're a parent, sometimes you got to cancel the movie. Exactly. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for about 15 years. My kids, you know what? It's funny because my kids aren't really into like going to the movies that much. Like we've taken them. It's to not see... a thing for like if you're younger than ten. It's not a thing yeah. anymore. Yeah, they they took like I think we took them to see. I think the first like full on movie that they actually sat through all the way was like Toy Story four, and they were fine. And I think um, and then you know when Fandango has those like we did the fortieth anniversary of the Muppets, uh, the Great Muppet Caper, which was great, and um, you know they had a good time with that, um, and the audience was great too, because um, they were fans in the audience, so they were having a good time. But yeah, my kids aren't like I think my my wife took my son to see like his first movie was like Boss Baby, and Ooh. it like forty minutes. No wonder into he doesn't want to like, go back. 
No, yeah, 40, <laughs> no, this is 40 minutes into it. He's like, I don't want to see this sucks. anymore. So they left. Yeah, this movie sucks. <laughs> she was like, okay, that's fine with me. And they got I could have saved him 40 minutes right there. I could have told him before yeah. he went in. I could have saved the 20 yeah. bucks. Yeah, so, you know, he was just bored with it. He was like, well, I don't want to see this anymore. But you know. a smart kid. Yeah. All right, so um, we're starting off. Um, so we've got some casting decisions. We're glad things turned out the way that they did. Mm-hmm. Was Martin uh, Freeman always locked in? It was you it know? possible Pacino. That's what we were saying. Oh, for Somerset. For Somerset. Oh, for, for Morgan's part. Oh, Yeah, okay. it was Stallone and Denzel for Mills. But Al Pacino has a possibility as Somerset, which I, I don't really like. Again, he's in the shouting he's, phase. Yeah, he's too loud. Yeah. He's too in your face. Yeah. yeah. The volume. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and that's, I, I don't see him pulling off the stoic thing. Right. Um, he's too volatile. He's mm-hmm. too bombastic. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 He's a long way from that Michael Corleone thing. Yeah. That was 50 years ago. That, that ain't him no more. Um, Arnie Ermey was, was 50 up. years ago, but it's very know. true. But I mean, he was perfectly stoic in that. He's a cold blooded yeah. fucking bastard. Um, but yeah. Arlie Ermey was in consideration as John Doe. Oh, uh, wow, simply wow. as a Marine, he would have been a Marine, a buzz cut, very clear cut and dry. I okay. did this, uh, you know. Um, and Arlie Ermey is a person, I mean, we know him in the theater, but. From, from the movies, but to see him on the street, you probably wouldn't give him a second look, really. He's he doesn't really stand yeah. out that yeah. much. He's an everyday yeah. guy. Yeah, he's yeah, just an I everyday guy. Been, yeah. It, that would have been perfect. perfect. Yeah, no, well, I said that, that would have been perfect to kind of do that. I mean, I know why they picked Spacey. I mean, Spacey but, was kind of on a on a roll there because he, 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 he had done Usual Suspects, and that really shot him to the stratosphere. So... But you know, it made it, sense for him to be to the thing of it is with John Doe is that John Doe is an everyman. Mm-hmm. He yeah. is a person, and that's kind of what Morgan Freeman is constantly saying. You yeah, know, this this is everyday life that we're experiencing here. You know, he, he says it a couple of times. You know, if this guy's head opens up and a UFO flies out, you know, I, I want you to have expected it. You know, and he's like, you know, if this man actually turns out to be the devil. Mm-hmm. You know, like Lucifer mm-hmm. himself. himself. Yep. You know, then yeah. that might be something. Because, but it's yeah. not going to be, right? No. You know, and instead you've got this balding, slight, bald, mm-hmm. slight-looking, you know, sort of effeminate, you mm-hmm. know, kind of guy, and you're just like, you know, you're you're looking for a werewolf. You know, yeah. you're looking for something. You know, you're looking for the monster from an American werewolf in London. Yep, yeah. and that's that's I think that's definitely the point because we don't see John Doe. I, there's a couple scenes we see him, but we don't see him like revealed till like maybe the last 25, 30 minutes. And yeah. that's mm-hmm. great because like you said, he he's very small, he kind of effeminate, but we've already seen the disgusting depravity that he can cause. And then you're like, Yeah, this is the guy. Yeah, but see, and this and guy that- did all that crap. Yeah, it's, that's yeah. what makes it more. It's not evil quotes, hard or, to Arnold Schwar- Yeah, it's not evil Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's not bad Superman. It's just this. Well, you know, by, by today's standards, we'd be a lot more used to it because of school shootings. Yeah, you know, well, they're and, never. And it follows uh, the pattern of. If you look at, if you do your research on serial killers, most of those guys were unassuming-looking, slight. 
you know, most of them were slight, unassuming, every man looking guys who, who you didn't know were these complete depraved wackos. I mean, yeah, it's if like, you watch, look, if you look watch at Ted Bundy. Look John at, Wayne Gacy. Ted Bundy was a handsome dude. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody would have thought that he did all that crap. I mean, if, if you, you watch know. any of these Netflix documentaries on serial killers, and you mm-hmm. can find yeah. them just about anywhere. And you, yeah. the lesser known guys, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they look like somebody's uncle. Like he yeah. would have it a cookout, yeah. you know. And you're yeah. you, yeah, you're so like, like yeah, like who the fuck could you kill? Like I, you know, and I'm you know yeah. maybe I just take these things for granted, but I'm just like you, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you're well, like, what I, the that's fuck? why I think. That's why I think Spacey works because mm-hmm. he yeah, he is so every day. Look. He has yeah. that every man look, and yeah. he has that you know this guy did it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's yeah. this it's this meditate and Fincher called it a, a meditation on evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. You know, and, that makes and, sense. and there 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 is a banality to it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a banality in just how every day this man is. He's not Lucifer. You know, there's mm-hmm. not a possession issue here. This isn't, you know, wave, you know, a UFO flying out of his head. It's just mm-hmm. this little mousy fucking guy yeah. who's been torturing and murdering and ripping people to pieces, you know, and uh, even, you, even you landlord, look at him and you're, you're just puzzled by the whole fucking thing. Yeah, even his landlord said, you know, he was quiet. He kept to himself. He paid his rent on time, you know? Yeah. And what what I like is that he's... And I, I like that they did this, that he's, you know, committing the murders in the style of the seven deadly sins, which, mm-hmm. you know, that's been done before in different motifs. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's, you know, in different movies you have, you know, there's there's kind of like, yeah, I'll just back for a minute, you know, just because I'm making the connection like with the abominable Dr. Dr. Five, Five, where he's killing the doctors in the style of the plagues of Egypt, of Egypt. Yep. you know, um, you know, and, and in, in theater of blood, he's killing the critics in the style of Shakespeare uh, tragedies. So it, it's, um, I like that they went kind of with that, obviously in a more serious tone, but mm-hmm. um, I thought that that was cool. Um, that, uh, and each of them was to say, and whew, man, I remember the first time I saw this movie, and those murder scenes were just like, holy shit. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it was the first time I saw them, like, really de- depict what a serial killer murder scene would look like. You know, like, that's kind of what I envisioned a serial killer murder scene would look like. This just, ugh, just crazy shit. Mm-hmm. The, the thing of it is, is that at the same time, the people that he's killing, are not good people. No. Oh, that's you know, true. Okay. You know, you, you've got yeah. you've got this other thing going on too, where, you know, like if you watch the documentaries, it's a lot of you know, it's um, or if you watch that show Mind Hunters, which to me is the best show that Netflix has ever done, and it's based on the true story of the FBI's uh, behavioral science unit and how it came to be. Okay. Um, okay. As they because um, for them. Um, you know, the FBI was formed to hunt people like John Dillinger. Oh, yeah. You know, and Babyface Nelson and sort of. But then all of a sudden, like, crime evolved. And you mm-hmm. started to get into the Mansons and yeah. the Sons of Sam, Son of Sam and the Bundys. And, mm-hmm. you know, you started to get this extreme violence between strangers. 
Mm-hmm. Because yeah. before, yeah. what law enforcement understood was, okay, this man slept with my wife. Bang, I killed him. Okay, right. this man cheated me in business. You know, he cheated me out of money. Bang, I killed him. But then you started to get this whole other thing that, mm-hmm. that they didn't quite understand. And what they started to realize was that the way that they approached uh, law enforcement uh, had to change. Yeah. Um, now, but, I mean, most of those victims were just random people who just got grabbed. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas here, these people are not, they're well, not. See, I forgot about that. I forgot that the that the victims were bad people themselves. Like, wasn't the guy on the bed like a child molester or something? Yeah, he was like a pederast or something. Yeah, the sloth guy. Yeah. 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 And the one guy was like a lawyer who like... Who defended the the pedophile. Yeah, Yeah, he defended the pedophile and got him off. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it starts out with the one guy and he's just like this more 600 pound, you know, he's shutting. Yeah, Yeah. you know, and he's so fat, like you can't see the chair. Right. Yeah. That he's sitting on, and yeah, that's but, I mean, there's just yeah. there's just so what what makes it work for me is that you never actually see the crimes being committed. No, mm-hmm. you see the aftermath. Yeah. Yep. It's, yeah, yeah. It's always the aftermath and the cruelty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's involved. I don't, and I think that works. Um, we don't need to see the crime that, happen. You know, I think it works yeah. that way. Yeah. Now, this was Fincher's first film after Alien Three. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's his, right. he did Alien 3. his experience with Alien 3 was so bad, he said he'd rather die of colon cancer than actually <laughs> make another fucking movie again. Yeah, he, he still does not, he still refuses to discuss Alien 3. Yeah. Like, I have the quadrilogy, like, I'm, I'm Blu ray. Okay. And every single movie has a brand new filmed for the, or newer filmed yeah. for the Blu ray. Really, Scott's there. Cameron's there. Whoever did yeah. Resurrections there, they put a note saying Fincher did not want to participate in this. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, he's wow. that upset with what Fox, it would, how they it, fucked it, him over. Yeah, wow. the, the studios apparently were really up his ass um, about everything wow. and made him. I, I heard, yeah, there's yeah. Okay. That was his first movie. Yes. Alien Three. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Uh, mm. Hold on a second. We got some more comments. Uh, Patrick, is, my stove has more range than Stallone. Stallone's kind of underrated, and I think like Keanu Reeves, he is. he's finally discovered films later mm-hmm. in life that work effectively for his range. Right. Honestly, um, and I was going to suggest this to you for the summer of crime. My favorite Stallone movie is Copland. He's movie. fantastic in that. He's movie. great. I mean, I, I think he's perfect. Uh, it wasn't The Midnight Caller. It was The Night Listener, okay, which is an IMC release. All right, and then he's talking about... Uh, Pacino did an excellent turn in Hangman. Never heard of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, John C. McGinley could have played John Doe. Um, mm. Sloth was the scariest of the murder. Same thing in Frailty. Paxton wasn't killing nice people, but demons. Well, I mean, it's not a crime to be a shut-in. Right. No, it's it not. doesn't make you an. It's not an. It doesn't make you an evil person to, you know, eat so much that you can't fucking. You know, leave your house. What was that guy's crime? John Doe kind of explains it. It's not necessarily, they're not necessarily air quotes bad people, other than like maybe Mm -hmm. the lawyer and, you know, the the pedophile. But he also says, like, a man's so fat and disgusting, he can't even leave his his house. He mentions mentions the prostitute. He mentions a girl who would rather die 
than yeah. not be beautiful. You know, these are mm-hmm. morally looked down upon, and that's yeah. what that's the okay, crime. I see. Is what I yeah. is what they do. Hey, Karen. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Hello. All right. Well, let's just keep going. Um, are you there? All right. Maybe you're not there. I cannot hear you. Yeah, can't hear you if you are. Um, okay, I can hear you now. There we go. Hello? Hey, yeah. there we are. Okay, there you go. Hey, right, welcome aboard. Hello. Hello. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> so, um, I mean, there's just, you know, there's so much fucking cruelty in mm-hmm. what's, yeah. what's happening here that, you know, you do feel some sympathy because some of the people are bad people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but this guy is worse. Yes. You know, he's yeah. far, far worse. Um, and the way that it starts to, I don't know, what's your opinion on how it starts to wear on Mills and Somerset? Um, like, like, I I always love how Mills, not Mills, uh, Somerset, he says, you know, this guy's just beginning. And he's on his last week. He's like, I, I can't get attached to this. You know, I, I, he's basically saying I don't have the energy for it. And I love how, you know, how opposite Mills is. He's like, you know, if, if Somerset can't do it, you know, fuck him. Sorry. Well, you know, let me take the range type of thing. So I like how tired Somerset is, how gung-ho Mills is. But then you definitely see how it is definitely waning more so on, on Somerset, in my opinion, because Mills doesn't really show it. In my opinion, until towards the end, you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But I, I think I think it, he show, uh, Somerset definitely shows it more because he's already tired when this movie starts. And, and Mills doesn't have the experience to appreciate how bad it's going to be. Yes, which I, I think you know Somerset does. He can already see which way this is going because he also is- says the worst thing about you know John Doe is this guy's patient. Yeah, because the sloth murder or the sloth death or whatever that took over a year to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and he has the intellect for these frames of reference mm-hmm. that go back to classic books. You know, and you know he can see that this is someone that is not to be dismissed. Whereas Mills is just kind of dismissive about things. Yeah, he just thinks he's a psycho. Yeah. Well, that's and, the thing. You know, yeah. No, most most serial killers aren't dummies. Right. I mean, they're they're very intelligent people for the most part. I mean, you know, yeah. Um it's 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 a tough it's a tough thing. I mean, you see the the sloth murder where he essentially has been fed till he burst. The mm-hmm. lawyer no, that was who that lawyer, was gluttony. Yeah, gluttony. 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 Yeah. Uh the greed. Uh, the lawyer who was essentially had a pound of his own flesh removed and yep. bled to death. Then he made him do it himself. Yeah. 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 Ma- made him do it himself. Um, that brings you to the sloth. The sloth, yep. Uh, you know, which is, you know, the pedophile. And as this slowly starts to even wear down Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, you realize that the point of all this is kind of to bring everybody down to his level. Everybody, mm-hmm. John Doe wants all of these people to come down, you know, to his level. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's this, um, I saw this tweet one time, this guy, um, he's on Twitter, but he said, you know, if America did have a, um, 
you know, a motto, it would just kind of be like, suffer as I do. I can't remember what the Latin translation was, but that's kind of what he wants. Mm -hmm. You know, he wants everybody to feel what it is that he's feeling. Um, and he's just an evil bastard. Mm -hmm. Just an evil yeah. bastard. And it, it's serial murder kind of, it's like the professional wrestling of serial murders. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, you know, cases don't go this way. You know, right. this kind of thing. You know, most serial murders go on for a number of years. Oh, right? yeah. Whereas yeah, here yeah. you have this meticulously planned thing that expires basically in a week. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, the whole thing is like one murder every day for seven days. Pretty much. You know? and, yeah. Yeah. So, Carol, when was the last time you saw this? Oh, I'm a little rusty. It was probably a year ago. Was it the last time that we did the show? Uh, it, it was, I'll be honest. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, what do you think? I mean, is it, what stuck, sticks out uh, in this for you? Cause we talked about some of the possible casting that would have happened and so on and mm -hmm. so forth. Um, but what jumps out at this, uh, what jumps out at you about this? I mean, to me, it was just the whole the whole shock of everything, the way everything was was planned out and done. Um, as you guys mentioned, I think there was reference to Canterbury Tales, Dante's Inferno. I'm not sure what else. I want to say I'm missing two other books. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it was like the uh, the Dictionary of Catholicism and human bondage and you mm. know all these different mm. things. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's an extremely well written script. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, um, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's an extremely well written script. It's got a lot of great cinematography. Um, you're in this nondescript city that always seems to be deteriorating in the rain. Um, you know, everything just always looks dirty. You feel like oh, yeah. you you want to shower after watching this film. Mm -hmm. You yeah, really it's one do. Of those movies, yeah, yeah. And, and, I, I, and, and like Mike said, not not just for the murders and, and you know you know finding the crime scenes because of the 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 town itself. It's just dark and and, and dingy. Yeah. Like even yeah. the alleyway. That that's a great fuck. We haven't talked about it. That's a great chase scene when Pitt is chasing John Doe through you know the alleyway and through the apartments and all that stuff. That alley is just so disgusting. Uh, I want to say this. You know, I'm glad Brad Pitt was was, was cast because when I saw this. I saw this like on VHS, like I was in high school. And at that time to me, Brad Pitt was just Hollywood pretty boy. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I didn't realize Brad Pitt could be this in your face, trash talking guy that you also could love because I, I love his relationship with his wife, Tracy, you know, Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite scenes is, you know, he comes home, like they have such a great re relationship. I love how, you know, he gets the phone call in the morning. He says, you know, Serpico's got to go do his thing. And she says, yeah, we got some eye crust, Serpico. So she, she can still <laughs> knock him down a peg. I love, he says, you know, hey, honey, how is, you know, work? You know, they kiss. I'm going to go play with the, I'm going to go check on the kids. And he's got, he, and that, those are the dogs. You know, the yeah. kids are the mm -hmm. dogs. They have a great relationship. And she's on screen 15 minutes, if that. But yeah, she had a really small part. She yeah. is really good with him. And I don't know if they were a couple at the time, but. They had that 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 chemistry, and it worked. This yeah. is uh, one of the better roles I remember her from. Um, I, I don't, you know, and then thinking about it now, when you think of Gwyneth Paltrow, I mean, you know, you're thinking of MCU. Um, mm -hmm. But, I mean, I don't, 
I can't remember too many of her other roles. This is the one that kind of sticks out for me. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. She's an interesting character in that she's sort of, she's almost like a victim of circumstance because um, mm -hmm. she clearly doesn't want to be there. Um, mm -hmm. You know, she's just kind of, you know, keeping quiet about how miserable she is. Uh, there's nothing she wants to do there. Um, yeah, the scene of the know, diner when she kind of just lets it all out to Somerset. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. she's yeah, because she's pregnant too. And mm -hmm. if you've ever had a massive relocation to a place you don't want to go to, it's mm -hmm. not a lot of fun. It's stressful. Yeah, yeah it's not a lot of fun. Um, you don't want to invest or interact in anything that's going on there because by default you just don't want to be there. Right. Um, it's a difficult thing, which I didn't yeah. necessarily appreciate in 95, um, you know, when I was watching it at, you know, at whatever age, but now looking at it, I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a shitty situation that she's mm -hmm. in and she's yeah. just kind of yeah. doing her best yep. um, well, is it... know, to be supportive because, you know, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to ask, well, isn't it fair to, to assume that she's also going through depression because there's this huge change. She's worried about this unborn child. It's this big, dirty city. Mm -hmm. Her husband's always gone. He's involved in this big case. So she's overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. got all that pressure of like what, because she knows how, I'm sure she doesn't know everything, but mm -hmm. she knows enough that this is dangerous. This is a dangerous case. Yeah. What if something happens to my husband? Now I'm going to be a single mom in this place that I never wanted to come to. Yeah, mm. and probably doesn't have the funds to move out of after if such a tragedy were to happen. Right. No, I mean, you can see that they're not, you know, these aren't police officers that are living well. No. Mm -hmm. You know, no. it looks like Somerset has like a one-bedroom apartment, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. almost a studio. Um, mm. They're not doing too much better than that. You know, they, they've got the, the one bit of humor in the whole movie is that, you know, the, the vibrating home joke, mm -hmm. you know, so they're sort of living like just above tenement level. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. so, yeah, I mean, it's just it, it's relentlessly bleak. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's not just the John Doe kind of thing. It's the everyday cruelty you see on the streets, like when Morgan Freeman is telling that story to Arlie Ermey. Mm -hmm. about the mugging where the attacker stabs the guy in both of his eyes after he gets the money from the guy. Right. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, when he's going, there's the one shot where he's headed off to the library and, you know, you can see some guy is, you know, trying to be in help by police and he's just flailing on the ground in the rain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so you're just constantly surrounded by this awfulness. And the thing that makes them so morose, especially Somerset, is that he doesn't give into it. Mm-hmm. You know, he sort of keeps his moral compass, which makes mm -hmm. life increasingly difficult. And and they're all that way. Tracy, you know, David and Somerset in that, you know, they don't let the world beat them. You know, they don't sort of, you know, go with the tide. And that's what makes things all the more difficult for them. One thing I want, I want to bring up is this movie is so dark at times, so depressing but there, yeah. the, the little bit of levity that we get, I think, is done really well. I love how, you know, Somerset's doing his research at the library. Dante's Inferno, this and that. Mills has the Cliff Notes version. You know what I mean? Because he can't <laughs> yeah, yeah, do the yeah, research. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we, yeah, mentioned yeah. How, we mentioned how Ermi was originally thought of to being John Doe. I'm glad he's in this movie because he's such a wise ass when he's not being, you know, the, the tough guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, yeah. He's got some of the most funny lines which aren't you know they're not like you know ha 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 but you know you're gonna get a chuckle i love like when 
Somerset is trying to explain like this is just beginning, and he's just like, "Well, somebody just wanted the fat boy dead," you know, something like that. Yeah. Or when they're they're trying to match the fingerprints, and it's just Mills and Somerset. You know, they passed out on the bench, and he just wake up, Wonder Twins. You know, we got a case to do, or something like that. Yeah. It's perfectly spread out because if there wasn't any comedy, this would be a real. I don't want to say chore, but it'd be really tough to watch from beginning to end without being able to take a breath. I mean, it's it is it is a downer of a movie, and mm-hmm. you do need those moments levity. Hell, even the ending is a, is a downer. Yeah. Well, but, it um, you know. it gives me a random curiosity because I don't know if you would consider just the dirtiness and griminess of the city to be not just a character within itself, but foreshadowing for what was his name, Mills, like for how dirty and rascal and grimy he was going to become himself because he walks in very clean cut, very hopeful. He's very happy. He has no idea what's ahead of him. And I don't know. I just kind of see it like he eventually just became as, as, um, as dirty and loathsome as the city that he moved to. Huh. That, that, that's the catch with this movie is that the three of them, uh, Tracy and David and uh, Somerset are all good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're all good people. And you know, Arlie Ermey is a good person too, but you can tell he just kind of, he just accepts that things are this way. You know, yeah. he doesn't yeah. spend a great deal of time thinking about them. You know, this is the job. Boom, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, wake up, wonder, you know, and, you know, there's yeah. eh, someone tortured yeah. the fat boy. You know, who, yeah. you know who, next, next, yeah. you know, but, you know. Where's you the know, coffee? You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, get, get you know, but that, that's the, the focus of the other three is that how three good people. Mm-hmm. You know, are, are sort of coping. Mm-hmm, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of cope in this movie. Yeah. Um, you know, well, are coping with just this place that they aren't going to change. You know, and, and yeah. as it turns out, ends up changing all three of them. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that's that's how manipulative the vi- villain is. Is he manages to get under everyone's skin, and no mm-hmm. one walked away clean. He changes everyone that he yeah. interacts with. Yeah. Yeah, he takes undamaged people and manages to damage all three yeah. of them. Yeah, he works. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's like um, I think it was Fincher who was saying, you know, the evil once it touches you, it's like stuck on the bottom of your shoe. Yeah, yeah. you can't you know, scrape you, it off. You can't. You can't scrape well, it off. Uh, you what's know? that old saying that you can't change the devil? The devil changes you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, you know. It, to, to look at the John Doe character, um, you know, who, and this is what makes him so terrifying, is his absolute conviction mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. he's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. this isn't someone who's trying to hide, you know, and, and a lot of serial killer cases, you know, these guys lie and they obfuscate, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, yeah. well, it wasn't me or, you know, you know, mm-hmm. it, you know. It's like the Shawshank Redemption, you know, everybody in there is innocent, you know. Yeah. But with this Lack guy, of accountability. He, yeah, with, there is an absolute moral certainty that you know he has done the right thing yeah. um, by, you know, by society, mm-hmm. by torturing and murdering and ripping all these people to pieces who are just complete strangers to him. Oh, know, yeah. there's there's not the entertainment value that you get from that. From a Hannibal Lecter. Right. Well, all these guys, all those kind of guys, I think a lot of them anyway, think that they're doing something right, you know, when they yeah. do this mm-hmm. to these people. I mean, wasn't uh, 
Wasn't that what son of Sam thought he was doing? Like when he listened to his neighbor's dog and told him to go kill people, it was like, go kill this person because they're bad. Uh, Or who was the other guy? Bernard Getz, the subway uh, guy who shot those people on the subway because they were, he thought they were just criminals and just decided to shoot them. Yeah. I mean, because he thought they were bad people. I mean, a lot of these guys legitimately think, they're doing uh, not all of them, obviously, but a lot of them think that they're doing justice right. by yep. killing these other people. You know, I mean, look yeah. at Jack the Ripper. He killed prostitutes. I mean, he, you know, he probably thought he was doing something good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yeah. but um, a, lot of, a lot of these guys are nuts. Yeah, in reality, he was they're just all evil asshole hated women. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, self justified is exactly it. Yeah. This yeah. guy, I mean, they uh, all have some kind of a spectrum to where, uh, as as you guys said, like they're very intelligent, but there's this lack mm-hmm. of accountability, and there's this yeah this yeah. um this tunnel vision where they only see what they want to see, and everything is either just black and white. It's this, this, or that. There's no, well, you can't look at the gray area and say, well, it's this way because of that. It's like no, that's it. It's mm-hmm. this thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, yeah, you know, with the John Doe character, it's an absolute yeah. ability to see mm-hmm. any other point of view. Yeah, and what's you also know? great about John Doe is like not only that, like he's you know he's patient too. He's not afraid mm-hmm. because when we first see him, other than the, the 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 chase scene, and I'll tell you, I'm not gonna lie, man, that was a really holy shit moment when they found out that the the photographer that Brad Pitt told to fuck yeah. off was him. Yeah. That's yeah. a that's a great moment, but. His actual reveal reveal is just is, is a fantastic way to bring him in because you just see him from behind. You don't know it's Kevin Spacey. He's slowly yeah. outside walking into the pre- precinct. Mills and Somerset walk right past him. You hear him just say, detective. Like, like he's not yelling. He, he says, like, detective. Yeah. He says, like, two or three times, and then he yells detective, and then he ha- holds up his hands, yeah. and the fucker's just covered in blood. He's just like, I believe you were looking for me. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and and he turned himself in very cheeky, and he had just and he still got this all planned out down to the T, mm-hmm. knowing yeah. that he had to turn himself in, and then the fact that he they said that it's not his blood on him or the blood of any previous victim, so you still have another half hour of this roller coaster yeah. ride. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you know, even in the chase scene, which is maybe the only real action scene of the movie, this isn't mm-hmm. an action movie. No, um, it's some sort of like crime suspense. Yeah, film. very high tension. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, you're very surprised to see that you know Brad Pitt is the action guy. And Major that's not Pops- what I'm surprised to see. What I was, what, I, what I'm saying is, I was surprised to see that John Doe gets the better of him. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. figure, you know, okay, well, this guy's just going to either outrun him or something like that. But even in this. You know, um, he ends up getting the best of of Brad Pitt, and he really spares his life. See, that may, that makes me wonder. I think because obviously, you know, we know John Doe has this all planned. I think he was just intimidating Mills with the gun to the head. I don't think he was ever going to shoot him, even if he could have. That's what I mean. He says, you know, I could do this right here because he, you know, what I mean. And it's just like he knew that he had more to do. Yeah, but he was just proving a point. He's like, this is this is so easy for me. Yeah. And we got to get, I, I got to say, like I said before this, Brad Pitt was just the pretty boy or 
You know, he's yeah. Floyd, like Floyd, yeah, yeah. Floyd and yeah. Romance. Well, I mean, he had like a, he was he was popular. I mean, he had a, his string of movies before this. He right. had done yeah, Interview of the Fall Fire and all that yeah. other stuff. Yeah. But what I'm saying yeah. is, is I give him props because that when he he during that chasing, he really broke his wrist. So that's oh, why okay. you see him with a cast for the rest of the movie because he tried oh, wow. to do his own okay. he, he kept they, going. Cool. They added it into the character. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's like in um in Django Unchained when Leonardo DiCaprio cut his hand when he smashed the glass and he's yep. got the blood all over his hand. They just kept it in. Yep. It was a real accident, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, because I mean Brad Pitt was pretty well known at that point. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was, Huh. I forget. Well, was this 97, 98 when the film was 1995. out? 95. 95. Wow. Yeah, he had done um what did he do before this? He did Legends of the Fall. Thelma and Louise. Did, that was a good one. He did interview oh, with Vampire. Louise Vampire. Yeah. True romance. Yeah. He did true romance. Well, Floyd. I think Floyd. <laughs> it's one of his earlier roles. He had a guest part on I forget what season of Tales from the Crypt it was. The episode yep. was called King of the Road, and he was this yep. sleazy, scummy Street, character. Yep. Street and he racer, yeah. Okay. Yep. His first big role, apparently, was Thelma and Louise. Yep. That was, yeah. like, his breakout role. Yeah. Um, I you thought know. you were going to say Cutting Class. No, 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 no. no he was, <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> I didn't see Cutting Class. I didn't see that one. He's but. really good. And there's a movie called with David Duchovny and Juliette Lewis called California, California where he's a, where he's a, he's a serial he's I haven't seen that a serial no. killer. And I've heard he, great things. It's really really fucking good. Is that like, yeah, California with a K or something? California yeah. with a K. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Him yeah, and I, 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 I haven't gotten around to watching it. Really good. He's say, scary um, in that movie. When we were talking about the screenwriter. Um, the screenplay, the screenwriter of this, Andrew Kevin Walker, wrote Sleepy Hollow. Same guy. Mm. So that's that's a I, contrast. I like Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But uh, wow. you know, Sleepy Hollow is one of my favorites. So you know. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I mean, he's just he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Brad Pitt. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not looking forward to like the this was a bullet train or something. It just looks, ah, it looks entertaining. It looks like a Guy Ritchie you know. movie. Is it a Guy Ritchie movie? No, it it's not. Like a Guy Ritchie movie. Snatch. Okay, it looks like a Guy Ritchie That's my movie. movie. Yeah, he's great in that. Um, Mickey. I just, that's I, not you guys know. Furniture. <laughs> yeah. Mima. Mima. He's got that picture. But imagine of Cypher covers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, I just, you guys know, I, I was sick uh, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, while I was sick, I watched the entire uh, Oceans trilogy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those movies are he's just great. great. Yeah. They're great. He's rusty. Yeah, the the rusty. timing and the, the comedy and yeah, I just, like they're it all in the three first of them. movie. He's always eating. Yeah, in the first he's always got indigestion too. He's got or some heart eating something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got like shrimp cocktail in one. Scene. Yeah, yeah, or, or like some nachos or something yeah. like that. He's always yeah. eating something. Yeah, but um, you know, this was you know him at kind of the start. And also sort of Morgan Freeman at the start, because I'll be honest, I've never seen Driving Miss Daisy. Nope. I'm not going no. to watch Driving Miss Daisy. I, don't want to. I did watch that one, actually. <laughs> did you really? And was it was it well, any good? I, I watched it just to say I, I did watch it, but it was it was a pretty good drama. There's really no yeah, antagonist I, I other than the interaction between mother and son, because the whole son knows best thing and Morgan okay. Freeman's character's kind of looking out for her. Wasn't Dan Aykroyd in that? He was the son. 
Oh, okay. He's I like the son. Now, Kara, I, I don't remember if you remember from our show where we were talking about uh, the test screening that they did where they advertised this is, you know, from Legends of the Fall and Driving Miss Daisy and brought, like, in all the wrong people to watch this fucking movie. It makes but it sound I, I like a feel-good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, everybody walked out of there wanting to, like, strangle I would somebody. love to be part of, like, a test screening. I mean, I would have walked out thinking, what the devil was that? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. But I mean, just, just like the reactions from people, like mm -hmm. just the, mm -hmm. just how people, and then, you know, and if, if it's really terrible, they go back and fix it and things well, like that. Not to go off on a tangent, but that's what happened with Batgirl. Yeah. The, the oh, is that what happened? The oh. test audience was so bad. They said it was like watching a bad television episode. Wow. wow. Well, I remember. And they're like, okay, there goes seventy million dollars. We're shelving it now. At some point down the road, it might get to HBO Max or something. But for right now, yeah. it's shelved. So sometimes, well, I remember, depending on um, what the audience says. I remember listening to uh, Mel Brooks talk about Blazing Saddles, and he said the original test audience for that. He said there was a there was a bag lady in there with a bottle in her hand, and she was asleep. And like they had nobody else because they showed the movie in like Cherry Hill for some reason it premiered in what? Cherry Hill yeah and so in in his memoir he's talking about he's like there was a lady up in the front row with a bottle like a baby bottle this wino you know bag lady and she was asleep through the whole thing and she woke up at one part and laughed and then went back to sleep and they were like oh, <laughs> we're gonna we get got a winner we got a winner yeah. and so then they they. He like begged him, like, look, show the movie again in LA or wherever there's a big crowd. And then, you know, they had the right the right test audience and everybody loved it. So right. you know, but yeah, it's sometimes you gotta go back and fix it or or find a different test audience. So we get to the end mm -hmm. and the reveal and what an ending. And it's it's yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, uh, yeah uh, there's a shitload of tension. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you can't figure it out. You're like, what, right. what, where's the threat? He's handcuffed. Mm -hmm. He's shackled. You know, he's completely manacled. He's on his yeah. knees. You know, yeah. one or two of the other officers have got him covered directly with a gun. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, you've got the SWAT team and the helicopters, you know, from above. Yeah. They've got him covered. Why the fuck am I nervous? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that's that's just a testimony, one, to good performances, yeah, a good story, but I also think Fincher's direction. Um, yeah. And another thing, I just want to throw in there real quick, because I see you want to get in. Mm -hmm. Really good fucking score. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the, the music score so is just filled with fucking dread, man. Okay. Whew. Go ahead, Eric. I'm sorry. Well, what, no, that's fine. What I was saying is, you know, we're, the movie came out in '95, and the ending's been parodied everywhere. Everyone knows that the "What's in the Box" thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But what still? It's still a gut punch to me because you said great performances. When when Somerset opens the box, you know he's meticulous. You know he lifts it and he slowly turns it with, and he opens it with the knife. When he opens it, he doesn't. It's a very subdued, like gasp, shock. Yeah. And then the way he looks at 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 Mills, you know, and Mills has got him, you know, with the gun pointed right at, at Doe's head, and he and he's te he's telling everybody, you know, John Doe has the upper hand. What the fuck is in the box? And then they have the know what's in the box thing. And then again to the performances that still makes us a gut punch. He talks about, you know, it's you know, it's Tracy's head and everything. And then he 
he so slyly talks about how Tracy begged for her life and the life mm -hmm. of her unborn child. And then you just see Mills just, it just clicks. And then Spacey or John Doe, he just kind of chuckles. He's like, oh, you didn't know. You know what I mean? Mm. And that to him, because he's got that fucking smirk, that was a yeah. bonus to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then what I thought was great is just Pitt didn't say anything. He he can't. You can tell he's choking up. And again, it was a testament because Fincher's right on his face. And Somerset's trying to calm him down. John Doe will win, blah, blah, blah. And you don't know if he's going to do it. But it was in either in the commentary or something. It was, Fincher did this and he fought for it. You briefly see a picture yeah. of Gwyneth Paltrow flash. Yeah, it's like and then flame. that's when Pitt looks up oh. and boom. Yeah, they didn't want to do. I don't think the studio wanted that. And Fincher's like, no, that's because that's what a husband would do. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He 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 doesn't always gonna do it, but then he thinks of Tracy, and it's a it's it's super fast. And then he just makes that decision right then and there. Yeah, yeah. And I think hey, that I was, was just how good Fincher was too, and he fought for what he wanted. Huh. And well, then and John Doe wins. He did. I mean, really, he wins. And, and, and that's I mean, the tragedy of it. Is he gets Brad Mills, Pitt to kill him. Yeah. Yeah, Mills, yeah. who came to the city to do good. Mm -hmm. It was never yeah. any more yeah. complicated than that because Mills isn't a thinker like Somerset. Like, mm -hmm. you have all these scenes where, you know, Somerset's just sitting there by himself listening to jazz. Or he's or the metronome. Know, sitting at home, yeah, or the metronome, or he's throwing his, you know, knife at the dartboard, you know, and you can tell that's just how he passes his evenings, you know, there's yep. nothing yeah. else for him to yep. do but sit and think, you know, because he's a thinker, you know, or he's at the library in some yeah. book or this, that, and the other. Well, Mills isn't he, that way. It, it really is that simple for him to do some good, um, but he ends up killing an evil man mm -hmm. as an act of vengeance. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in that way, John Doe succeeds yep. yeah. and brings this good man down mm -hmm. to his level. And you can't, I, I, I would probably make the argument that John Doe wanted to die. Yeah, most most well, serial killers don't care if they die. I mean, I they know, do. I, most I, think do. That, I think, I think Ryan, um, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think it's more of an issue. They know it's a um, it's more compulsive than anything. They know it's not mm -hmm. going to stop. It's going to continue to escalate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think there are some that are just smart enough to know that I have to be put down because I can't stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's that's. I never thought of it that way. Like Mike, Mike, you said you thought John Doe wanted to die. Ryan was like he didn't care if he want if he did or not. And I think that's correct because he knew he had to to get this vision accomplished he didn't he didn't i don't know if he necessarily wanted to die but he didn't care because he knew that was part of the bigger mm -hmm. picture you know to make mm -hmm. his point i think that's what it yeah. was yeah i mean and most of the again if you if you look at some of these guys some of these serial killers i think some of it is the com compulsion thing but on the other hand i think they just you know a lot of them are just so indifferent to it that mm -hmm. you know like what did what did Ted Bundy say? I'm the coldest son of a bitch you'll ever meet, or something yeah. like that, or I'm the most cold-hearted son of a bitch you'll ever meet. Mm -hmm. Don't give two shits. And I, you know, they gave him the chair. I'm sure he didn't care at the end. You know, when I, he I, when I, they, you know, 
I saw that one about Richard Ramirez, um, mm-hmm. the yeah. stalker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he just looked like a vampire. Yep. Yeah. Like yeah. you could just like his eyes were just black. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, he, and he, I, I, I love the story of how he ended up like in some Latino neighborhood. And the whole fucking neighborhood yep. found out that he was in the they neighborhood. Recognize yeah, him. Turned on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. whole fucking neighborhood like started getting after. I think they beat the yeah. shit out of him for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. Like- what, I think what it was is they, it was all pure luck. They either heard it on the radio or they. I think they might have seen, seen his picture in like one of those newspaper stands. You know, yeah, quarter. Yeah. And they saw him, and they literally saw him down the street, and they chased him, and they beat the shit out of him until too. the cops called. So it was, it was yeah. pure happenstance. Yeah, pure luck. Yeah. Well, the one, yeah. you know, it's it's interesting too when we talk about the, these guys because take Berkowitz, the son of Sam guy, mm-hmm. he's in jail, and he does not want to be released. Every time he comes up for parole, he he doesn't want to go because. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing an interview with him once where he's he seems like he's legitimately reformed himself. Like, I guess Mm -hmm. he had the help, the psychiatric help that he, he doesn't want to be released because Mm. his time, what he does in prison is basically help out the other prisoners and tell them, look, don't do what I did. He's actually one of the few serial killers who's like legit reformed, but he Mm -hmm. does not want to be released into the public because his time is better spent in the penal system, in the jail, helping these guys out. So every time his parole comes up, he he doesn't want to go out. There's also that counter argument, which was brought up in Shawshank Redemption, where sometimes you're just in there for so long, you don't know how to cope on the outside. Yeah, exactly. You don't, you don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. He will not be able to function. Yeah. They just will not be able to function. Yeah. But these people will not be able to function in society. No, um, you no. know, to to have they will they will never they're not going to oh. have any sort of life again. They'll no, fall back know. into old habits. Is what I think. Well, that's happen. that's what they're worried about with Hinckley because I was reading that when he he's he's like officially done all his you know psychiatric whatever and he's he's formally he's done he's he's in the clear now. But he I, has I'm like 100% this- sure that someone in the government somewhere, whether it's a Secret Service or somebody, is keeping an eye on him. Oh, yeah, he's, he's got a whole list of yeah. things that he can't do. Like, he can't go near Jodie Foster. He can't have any movie. He can't watch any movies about with Jodie Foster in them. Yeah. He can't own guns. He can't boom, 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 boom. But he's got a whole laundry list of stuff that he, they're watching him like a hawk. I mean, they're, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, John Doe, it's one of the more interesting movies where John Doe wins. Mm. Yeah. The bad bad guy wins. You need that Mm -hmm. sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I I think a lot of time, like I just said, and Mm -hmm. I was saying this before we went on, I'm sort of done with the nihilism threads in movies. And I think people are starved for people actually doing something heroic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, which yeah. is why you know movies like Top Gun are you know making over a billion dollars right now. Yeah. It's been it's been more than twenty years where we've just not just in movies but in television series. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're watching The Sopranos or mm-hmm. you know they're extremely well done shows, but it's always the same thing: the the antihero or the Sons of Anarchy, or now this Mayans yeah. MC or the Shield. You know, yeah. where all these different. You know, where these people just consistently double down. 
in the opposite mm -hmm. direction. You know, there's just no redemptive arc in these storylines at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. Um, and so, you know, this this sort of thing uh, from 95 or so was, you know, probably among the first mm -hmm. uh, that yeah. starts to move in a serious way. A movie that's, you know, written for a serious audience, but, you know, has a very sort of nihilistic point of view. Uh -huh. Yeah, um, and you know, and in the end, well, hold on. In the yeah, end, yeah. you end up with Somerset, you know, sort of sacrificing his retirement now. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. You know, he, he's not able to leave. You yeah, know, because now he's sort of become responsible for Mills. And that last yeah. shot we see of Mills, it sticks with you when he's just looking outside the the, the police car yeah. window. You know what I mean? He's just broken, mm -hmm. and his face mm -hmm. hasn't changed from when he shot John Doe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's lost his wife. He's lost his child. Um, yeah. you know, he's he probably his lost his soul. Yeah, he's yeah. lost his career. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, and while those things internally matter, everything like everything has been ruined on every level. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You know, like like everything has been taken from him. It just in the matter of a second, you know, and you mm -hmm. just wake up and you know, and then from one yeah. second to the next, everything that you understood as your reality is just gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so you know, it, it doesn't allow Somerset the rest that he was looking forward to. You know, and it, it, it's a hell of a story. Mm -hmm. um, it's you know, it, it still holds up today. Again, you know, I, I've got it on, uh, I've got yeah. it on Blu-ray there at the top. Um, you know, as part of the three packs. Um, yeah, I mean, what's 20, 27 years? Mm -hmm. Yeah, twenty-seven years. I was yeah, I was know. just doing the math earlier. Yeah, I think it's twenty-seven years. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you, you look at Kevin Spacey back then when he was right he's at the, the height, height of his game. Career. Yep. Yeah, and he's a fantastic actor. And then you he's, look at what downward spiral his life has taken. Just you recently know? too. Yeah, like it's yeah, he weird. just got like, hit again wife, for like thirty million dollars or something. Yeah, like my wife and I just recently watched Horrible Bosses, and I, that mm. movie's hilarious. And okay. he's great in that. And I'm just like, I can't believe this is the man who is now basically has no career left. You know, like I, I you can't not think about that when you watch his movies now. Like mm -hmm. it's always in the back of your head. Like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Um, uh, uh, usual suspect seven all these movies that he's terrific in and it's just like man you just we, like wow we've talked about this many times on the show how especially at the highest levels yeah. um these people have a big fucking hole inside of them yeah um, yeah um you know and you know unfortunately a lot of people fill it with some dark shit yeah, you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know, we we were talking, we've talked about that when we talked about Polanski. Yep. Um, you know, we've covered uh, Mel Gibson on mm -hmm. the show, who I, I think is just one of the best directors in fucking Hollywood. Uh, yep. Period. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but you know, he's he's got some fucking issues. Uh, yeah. Kevin Spacey. We've talked about people like Chris Farley. Um, yeah. And I, I think uh, I was maybe it was last week when I, I don't remember if it was point break or something. Uh, I saw this thing on um, variety or something like it was Variety's YouTube channel. Don't ask me what, how I ended up on there it's <laughs> in my, in my timeline, but it had David Duchovny on yeah. there and it was David Duchovny's oh, yeah. entire, it yeah. was his entire timeline from twin peaks 
up to this new show that he's doing right now um, on one of the streaming channels or something. I can't remember. But he said at the end of it, he goes, we all have it. He goes, it's like a sickness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that this whole, this insecurity that's inside of yeah. us, we're, we're never settled, you know, yeah. we're never settled because you can never just rest and say, okay, I did all, you have to just, it's always the next thing, you know, so yeah. there's this, there's this massive hole in a lot of these people that, you know, are at the highest level as opposed to somebody, you know, who might just work stage products. Like I, I did Tony Atherton, I talked to Tony Atherton and he's had some small roles in Peaky Blinders. And he's mm-hmm. had some small roles in the crown, but you, you can tell he's at least, you know, he seems to be, you know, a centered guy, you know, he's got a wife, you know, he's got a yeah. couple kids. He comes from a completely different background. And then one day, you know, he decided to pursue something that he used to do in high school, which was stage production, mm-hmm. you know, and now, you know, he's in his sixties, but you know, he comes from a more grounded place. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you see the same things in athletes. You know, these guys are making 50, 100 million dollars. And, you know, every other day there's another one on for this charge yep. or that, you know, yeah, allegation or something like that. You know, it, yeah, it's, it's know, yeah, it, does, it doesn't know. always breed the most well-rounded people. No, Mm-mm. no. So, um, OK, uh, we're going to continue in the thread of what we've been doing. Um, I'm going to ask you to rate each of you to rate the movie. Um, so on a scale of one to five, half stars are allowed. So you can go anywhere from zero to five. Um, Ryan, uh, what would you give this movie? Oh, geez. I mean, considering I haven't seen it in a few years. Um, gosh, from what I remember of it. Um, and you can't you know, your head. Don't, don't, don't overthink it. it. No, no. Us talking about it brings back some some memories of it. So um, I'd say four. Solid okay. floor, probably, you know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Eric. It's in my top two movies of all time, dude. I'm giving it a five. You know, great performances. You, you, like I said, you, you the, the tone, you, you, you have that necessary bleak ending that you do need sometimes. You, it's not all mm-hmm. happy-go-lucky. Yeah. In, in real life, you know, sometimes the bad guys do win, you know. The, and just like I said, the chemistry between Pitt and, and, and Freeman, I think, is just fantastic. Yeah, it's a weird thing in that you could look at this and then look at Silence of the Lambs from a few years before, Mm -hmm. which is an extremely bleak movie. Yeah, it's extremely bleak and dark, and you know Buffalo Bill and all this shit, and you know serial killers, and it ends with Lecter winning in the Mm -hmm. end. Um, But you sort of walked out chuckling. Yeah, it was. It was. It was the best. An old friend for dinner. Exactly. Yeah. You left the tongue in the cheek. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 You know, and he's dressed up in that, you know, he's got like his seersucker suit on or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, the Panama hat, you know, and he's yeah. just kind of strolling <laughs> after Dr. Chilton, you know, and he knows, you know, guess, guess what's for dinner. You know, it's fucking Dr. Chilton. Um, but then, you know, this even gets dark. This is darker than that. Yeah. Um, this is darker than that. So, uh, Kara, what would you... What would you give it? Zero to five, half stars allowed. Where would you be? Where would you? I I rarely give perfect scores, but I would give it the full five. It holds my my attention the entire film. There's always something new to consider and think about. Every time I rewatch it, it's it's never the same movie. I always notice something different. Hmm. Okay. All right. So five. All right. Uh, that brings me to me. 
Um, and I'm going to go again with uh, a solid four. And the reason I'm going with four is what I said before uh, we really started getting into it. The first time I watched this, well, I, I was going to watch it. I sent a friend out to the video store. He came back instead with, because seven was gone, with the usual suspects. Hmm. And I think that the yeah. usual suspects is a level above this. Okay. Um, just in terms of overall storytelling. So before I even watched it, I had just seen another movie with Kevin Spacey mm -hmm. that I thought was better. Uh, and I would probably put that at four and a half. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is a solid four. Um, you know, like I own a copy. Um, I, I, anybody who hasn't seen it, you know, you know, I would encourage you to watch it. Um, it's really good writing, mm -hmm. really solid performances. Um, you're getting to see people, you know, um, you know, really put on a hell of a show. It's like I said, it's not a buddy cop movie. It's almost like mm -hmm. a theater production. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just so like fucking dark and maudlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it really is. It's this isn't Lethal Weapon. Yeah. yeah, this isn't yeah. Lethal Weapon. It's not Silence of the Lambs. Um, it is just this relentlessly dark uh, story um, where, yeah, I mean, evil wins. And I'm I'm just happy I'm happy I'm happy Evil didn't win in the in the with David Fincher you know with 20th Century Fox you know fucking him over yeah. with Alien Three I'm glad he didn't give yeah. up because we yeah. wouldn't yeah. we wouldn't have had seven he could have been you know, a one and done guy yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's another thing and another reason why I give it four well I, I shouldn't say this but I, I'm going to um, there are other Fincher movies that I feel were that are even better okay what else do you um, do. I well, I and I would love to cover this at some point. Um, I can't get anybody on, uh, or or it's gone off the streaming service every time I want to talk about it. Uh, Zodiac. Mm -hmm. Zodiac is, is about the Zodiac killer is just oh, fucking Zodiac. horrifying. Okay. I'll um, look. I might have access to that. I I've read. I, I have the book by Robert Graysmith, um, who was played by Jake Gyllenhaal in the movie, uh, who was just a cartoonist for the San Francisco Chronicle at the time that the Zodiac Killer was sending the letters, mm -hmm. um, you know, taunting people. Mm -hmm. And it's just because it's real. It, it doesn't play like Seven, but okay. to me, it's it's just much scarier. Um, mm. it, it's much scarier, uh, especially based on the fact that they never caught the Zodiac Killer. So it, it sort of ends with no resolution. They mm -hmm. had people that they suspected were. They thought it was that guy, Arthur Lee Allen. Mm -hmm. But oh, yeah. ahead, Cara, were you going to say something? Oh, no, I was going to say, I thought years later they eventually did. Like, I even know, what was it? There were theories at one point that the, the Zodiac was the Unabomber. It's just he had disconnected and evolved in, in methods, which, of course, wasn't true. I, but it was an interesting theory at the time. Yeah, there were a lot of them. Um, the thing with, I, I guess, you know, there was a lot of harassment uh, that Grace Smith received. And then one day, uh, Arthur Lee Allen, who they thought was, you know, the primary suspect, uh, died of a heart attack. And after Arthur Lee Allen died, uh, all of the letters and the heavy breathing, everything just stopped. Mm. All of the harassment stopped. So that's pointed people. It's never been proven. It's like Jack the Ripper. You know, they, right. they've never. Uh, Graysmith ended up writing a, diff, a second book on the Zodiac Killer uh, where he claims he can prove who the killer is. But the police, have, I don't think the police have ever closed the case definitively. Hmm. Um, he also came out with um, Girl Gone Dragon Girl. Too. Oh, I, I, I Gone Girl? Yeah, Gone Girl uh, with wow. Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike. 
mm. which I thought was far more. That was like fatal attraction to like the yeah holy degree, man. Holy yeah, shit, crazy. I I didn't like uh, his dragon tattoo. Um, and I, I thought oh, that that's right. Uh, he did that one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that Daniel Craig had been miscast mm. um, because Daniel Craig in the middle of playing James Bond just can't play a wimp, which True. he kind of does. You know, and you're just like, you got the, like, there are a million other, because I, I like the Cali Bloomquist. I've got that entire Swedish version on Blu-ray, extended versions. I love me some Stieg Larsson and some Numi Rapace and Elizabeth Salander and, you know, that whole thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan. I think Numi Rapace is Salander and, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, but he's had, yeah, a, a number. Oh, he also had the game. The game is good. Oh man, the game is How just one I of my. That one? Who's in that? You, Michael you Douglas. Michael Douglas. Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Oh, that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't, I didn't see that. Pop over sometime. We'll watch it. We'll get a yeah. pizza or something. And we'll we'll dig watch it, the right? fucking game. Yeah, that's yeah. a great fucking movie. Yep. I'm just tired uh, of so, Sean Penn. I, I, I can't yeah, stand Sean Penn anymore. Yeah, but well, mm -hmm. he's he's not in this very much, um, but yeah. he is good when he's in it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I'd give it a four. Again, you know, like I said, I saw The Usual Suspects first, mm -hmm. and now looking yeah. back on it, I see yeah. work that I think is actually better that Fincher has been able to do. Um, so, yeah, that's it. That's it for me. Okay. Um, is there anything that we did not cover that people would like to address with this film? Did we miss no, anything? We no. Got, we got in the little Arlie Ermey thing that I think he needed, he needed to have credit for, and then yeah. I wanted to talk about that little flash of Gwyneth Paltrow at the end, but no, I... I pretty much got it all done for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to rewatch right. it again because I haven't okay. seen it in, in a long time. Okay. So. Yeah. It, it, well, it's definitely worth watching. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I think that's it for tonight. Uh, my thanks for uh, to uh, the Ryan Daly for coming in on the Improv and talking some Fincher. Uh, Eric, um, who um, convinced me to bring this in for the first Redux or Redo or whatever you want to call it. You're welcome. And Kara, uh, who was uh, here on the first one, now uh, brings it to a close. We won't be tackling this movie a third time. Um, but like, like I said, sequel. the sequel's yeah. called Eight. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, don't be surprised if Hollywood decides to do a sequel. I, I don't think that Hollywood has much stomach for a movie with this much substance nowadays. I know. I'm kidding. Everything these. Uh, Ahead, that was half thinking 12 monkeys because wasn't Brad Pitt in that one also? And yep. Yeah, right after this, I think. Yeah. Yep. Who was it? Was that Terry Gilliam? Yep. Yeah. Terry Gilliam. Yeah. Terry That's Gilliam. a good one too, though. Yeah. But I love Terry yep. Gilliam. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. All right. Um, that is it for us tonight, the Friday night mm -hmm. show, which is becoming somewhat of a semi regular thing now uh, under these uh, new slavish conditions that I'm uh, being uh, uh, sentenced to, but uh, it's all good. <laughs> Um, next week, um, the summer of crime. And I don't know if we're going to pull this off. Uh, we have no country for old men. Mm. Home brothers. Um, I have to find out if, if that's actually going to happen and if it's available for people to watch. If not, then I'll think of something else. I was going to do personal shopper uh, criterion, which is criterion collection with Kristen Stewart, uh, which is mm. a fantastic fucking noir uh, supernatural film. It's just like this avant-garde fucking, it, it's fucking amazing. Um, with Walk the Cinema, but they're both down with COVID. 
Um, so I don't know. Yeah, husband and wife are both down with COVID, so I don't know if that's going to be possible. Um, so I might just be improving uh, next week, and we'll see how it plays out. But uh, it's all good, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll have some content, and you know, I'll know in a couple of days. Okay. All right, uh, my thanks to all of you this evening. Um, Absolutely. And uh, everybody have a great weekend, and uh, I'll talk to you all soon. And I need to make a new outro.